I'm a huge fan of clothing rental memberships. I think it's such an amazing way to not only save money, but also have a more sustainable home where you just don't buy quite as many things. And it's also an amazing way to explore new styles without the commitment of needing to purchase everything. I recently discovered Armoire, which is a woman-founded and woman-led brand that also spotlights ton of women-owned designers on their website. All you do is take a five-minute style quiz and then you select items that you love and then styles show up at your door in as little as two days. And then whenever you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for new styles. So it's on a membership program tier and you can sort of choose the membership you want. I ordered my first case just yesterday and I already got the shipping confirmation for it. I have pieces on the way from Hatch, a pea in the pod, and so much more. I really went all out with the maternity clothes. I got dresses, jumpsuits, maternity jeans, things that I wouldn't otherwise want to buy because I really will only need them for such a limited time. I'll be sharing some of the styles on my stories in the coming weeks, but if you're interested in giving Armoire a try, they are kindly giving my listeners up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. So just visit armoire.style slash real stuff. That's armoire.style spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash real stuff to get up to 50% off your first month. Go give them a try today. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. This is the Real Stuff Podcast. This is a place where you're going to be able to bear witness to and in my wildest dreams, hopefully become a part of some of the most intimate, real, and raw conversations. I'm Lucy Fink. I'm 31 years old. And I'm a multi-passionate creative with just this insatiable curiosity and a deep, deep passion for storytelling. I'm a two-time TEDx speaker, and my message and my mission, I think, has always been clear. I believe that curiosity is the cure for everything, for life. I think remaining curious when it comes to your own life, your own physical health, your own mental health, your relationships... Curiosity is just the answer. So I would really like to extend a warm welcome to the Real Stuff podcast. This has been a labor of love, something I've been working on for a while, and I'm so excited to invite you in. If you're listening on audio, thank you for popping in your headphones and joining us. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome to my podcast studio. I hope you'll get familiar with this beautiful background that's set up behind me. I've got some sneaky books back here. Maybe you'll see what those are in the future, but I want to share... I don't have a script that I'm going to be reading with this episode or any other episode in the future. This is not a scripted show. I only have an outline in front of me right now because I do have certain talking points that I want to make sure I get across. And listen, this is the first episode of hopefully a years long show. And so I thought long and hard about this first episode and what would be the right way to introduce this show to my audience because I've listened to new podcasts before. I've tuned into episode one, and I think we can all agree that when you tune into a new show, you want a taste of what the show is all about. So I was trying to figure out who's the perfect guest to bring on for episode one that's just going to encapsulate the show perfectly and be that perfect shining example of what this series is. And honestly, I could not pick a first guest. Now, Obviously, don't get me wrong, there is going to be a first guest. I think the next episode will be with a guest, so that will be my first guest episode. But for the first episode of the show, I 
realize that what I need to do is a solo episode. And I need to use this time to talk to you one-on-one, you know, really intimately. I want to be in your ear. I want to talk to you so intimately and tell you what this show is. I want to tell you what it's all about. I want to tell you what you can expect to see on this show. And I want to tell you why I created this show in the first place. So you may have seen my social media accounts recently. I'm assuming you follow me on Instagram. If you don't, at Lucy B. Fink. I've shifted my content a lot recently in a little bit of a more taboo direction. So if you followed me seven or eight years ago, back when I was working at Refinery29 and I was hosting a lot of their content, you probably saw me running around New York City, eating pizza, doing silly dances. I was probably standing in front of like a hot pink seamless paper roll, smiling, throwing up a peace sign. But here we are in 2024 and I feel I feel very, very different as a person today. I've aged, obviously. I've grown enormously, both personally, creatively, professionally, and I've shifted. There are logical reasons why this shift has occurred. I've become a mom. I got married, not in that order. And I'm just a different person now. I don't even live in New York City. But I think the more intangible side of it is just that I have, I feel like I've evolved into the adult version of myself. And you've probably seen that I've been running these polls. I've been asking people to send me their secrets to open up about very taboo topics. I recently had people send me their salaries with their ages and locations at the field they work in. I even opened up on Instagram about my total yearly revenue as a creator. I have asked people about how often they're having sex with a partner after having a baby. I've done polls to gauge people's reactions and experiences. My ultimate goal with these taboo topics is to be talking about things that we all think about on a daily basis, but that no one else out there or not many people out there are talking about. I believe hearing other people talk about something that you're going through makes you as a person ultimately feel less alone. And I think it is vital that we're having these conversations. I understand boundaries. I understand that there's certain topics that might be off limits to talk about in a public setting. And I have my own boundaries. I'll get to that a little later. But in my position where I have this platform, I want to use it to help you recognize that whatever it is you're going through, you are never alone. So in each episode of this show, I'm planning to bring on a guest And these will be guests that you know and love. In a little bit, I'll get into how I'm choosing the guests. But my plan is to bring on guests and to just dive into these incredibly deep conversations centered around three taboo topic pillars of sex, money, and mental health. Of course, there are more taboo topics in the world. There's religion, there's politics. Some of that might come in. But to me, I believe sex, money, and mental health is where it's at and is so at the forefront of our everyday thoughts, but very infrequently talked about. And so in each episode, my hope is that the conversation is just gonna flow as I ask these guests some deeply personal questions on this topic. My vision for this podcast is that these questions might make my guests a little uncomfortable. I myself might even get uncomfortable asking these questions, and that is okay. 
because you know what? The point of the show is not to just put my guests in a hot seat and make them regret everything that's spilling out of their mouths as we talk. I'm not sitting here trying to make them uncomfortable. I'm not trying to make them air their dirty laundry. I just want to know what they're comfortable talking about and what they're not comfortable talking about. So if I ask them a question that they think is crossing a boundary or that they think is too personal or something they don't want to share about publicly, that's okay. I just at that point want to ask them why. And I want the line of questioning then to turn into why do we think this is such a taboo topic? Why does this make you uncomfortable? In some cases, who are you afraid might hear your answer to this? I think those are really the golden questions in life. And it's okay for people to have secrets. It's okay for people to not want to open up about topics on a public platform, specifically in the arena of sex, money, and mental health. But if in the case where they want to keep something private, I want to understand the why. That's really been kind of the goal with what my platform has shifted into recently. As a public content creator, I have personally a bunch of different boundaries that are up. Some of these boundaries are up for safety reasons. Some of them are up for the privacy of my loved ones or the people in my life, their personal desires and requests and wishes. And so I am hoping that throughout these conversations that I have with guests on this show, that many of my own personal boundaries will be tested and will come to light. And hopefully I can use those experiences in future episodes to explain to both my guest and to you why I do or do not have boundaries when it comes to certain topics. When I say sex, money, and mental health, what types of questions are we talking about here? Because obviously there's the PG version, there's the PG-13 version, R, X, you know, what are these questions? Really, I want to let my guests' comfort level dictate how deep these questions go. But just to give you an idea of what's in my mind, on the topic of sex, I want to talk about all things sexual identity. I want to ask about past sexual experiences. I want to understand what their relationship was like with sex when they were growing up versus today, maybe how their parents did or did not talk to them about sex, maybe not parents, but any other guardians or adult figures in their lives. I would like to understand their relationship with masturbation. I want to know what turns them on, what turns them off. I want to talk about their current sex life, how often they're having sex right now, if at all. I I want to know how well they understand their body. I want to hear about their orgasms. I am hoping that through these conversations, you will not only learn about these guests, but hopefully you'll learn a lot about me too and where my boundaries lie. So for example, something I've been very upfront with in, in the past when I've been on podcasts and in my own content is that I myself have only had one sexual partner in my life. And when I say sexual partner, I mean actual penetrative sex. And I bet you can guess who that's with given that we have a child together. So he is way more private person in all areas of life, but specifically in regards to sex, he's just way more private than I am. And because we are both each other's only sexual partner in life, my sex life is his sex life. If I'm sharing something about a sexual experience, it's with him, which means I'm sharing his sexual experiences. So in general, sharing details about 
my sex life, I know that I'm sharing things that he doesn't want shared. So that's a good example of something in my life that if a guest were to ask me a question that is super intimate about my sex life, I have that reason for not wanting to share it. And, you know, that gets to the root of uncovering the why. It's that I am protecting someone else's privacy. However, there are many elements of sex. There are many elements of my femininity and my womanhood and my body that are my story to tell. I work really hard to communicate with Michael, my husband, to talk about what those elements are that are mine versus ours. And so, you know, I know in my head where those lines lie. I do think it's going to be interesting as I go through the show and I'm asking guests questions for me to start navigating when I'm sharing something. Is this my story? Is this our story? You know, my and Michael's together. I just think it's going to be interesting. And I'm really hoping that throughout these conversations, you'll learn a lot about me. And I am so excited to dive into these topics with our guests. So that's sort of the sex category. And by the way, in each episode, these are really going to be in no particular order. I'm going to sort of go with the flow of what they want to talk about first, and then we'll take it from there. But let's move on to the next topic of money. So similar to sex, I want to understand how our guests' parents talked to them about money when they were growing up. Because how your parents talk about money often rubs off on you and changes your whole perception of money. So I want to understand if they currently have an abundance mindset or a scarcity mindset when it comes to money. I want to know how they feel about their current income. If they're open to telling me, I want to know what their current income is. As I mentioned on my Instagram story recently, I opened up, I did a whole poll, and I opened up about my brand's revenue and income. It's actually pinned to my Instagram story highlights under salary secrets. If you want to go check it out, it's at the end. I've really never heard another creator do that on social media and... Listen, I get that I'm going to bring a lot of creators on and they're not going to want to share that. And it's okay if they don't want to share that. But if they don't, I just want to understand why. Because I know there are very interesting reasons. I actually spoke to a creator recently who told me she didn't want to share. She wouldn't want to share any info about her revenue because she wouldn't want her audience to know how much she was making because she thinks her audience will like her more if she's not making a lot of money. And that to me is just fascinating. I think more creators need to either answer the question or tell me that why, because that why is so compelling to me. Listen, when I shared that salary information, just to give you a little brief anecdote here, I took a poll. If you go back to the story, you'll see I took a poll. I asked, I want your salary secrets. Let me know your age, the field you work in, and what your yearly income is. In hindsight, I should have also asked for a location because of different cost of living in different places. So that was a note to sell for next time. But I got hundreds, if not thousands of replies. It was one of my most well-engaged polls. Clearly, people were dying to not only participate in the poll, but everyone was, you know, anxiously awaiting the replies. I had I actually got a handful of people writing to me saying, can you also share your salary? And when I read those, like my heart closed up and I got all clammy and hot and sweaty 
because I had zero intention of coming out with my income and my revenue. I just wanted to be the person sourcing the questions. But there were plenty of people, probably at least five or six, who wrote, well, if you're going to be asking us, it only makes sense for you to give us your information. So I thought about it and I thought about how I was also just about to embark on a new podcast where I'm going to be asking people these intimate questions. And I thought, how much more would this podcast make sense for me to be the host of this show if I was practicing what I'm preaching and sharing what I'm asking others to share? So I took a deep breath and I decided, you know what? I'm going to open up about this. And so if you go to those Instagram story highlights, you go all the way to the end, you'll see all the details about how I've created an S-Corp, how I am an employee of my S-Corp, how much revenue my S-Corp brought in in a year, and how much salary I pay myself from the S-Corp. It's, I think it's interesting, and it's really something I haven't heard another creator do, as I mentioned. So I love that topic. Back to the show breakdown asking creators how they feel about their income and what their current income is, is definitely a big question I would love to ask. Next question, I want to know if these people invest. I want to know if they have investments. If so, how much? I'd love to just know how they're building wealth. Next, I'd love to ask them how much they pay for their rent. Now this, I'm so curious about this topic because to me, it seems like such a taboo. I went through years and years of living in New York City, never wanting to share my rent. And when I think about it now, I don't exactly know why I didn't want to share my rent. So throughout this series and throughout these episodes, I am planning on opening up about what I paid at various stages of my life in New York from my first apartment all the way to my last. And I think that's going to be a very interesting topic to hear where people live and how much they pay for living. Another question I want to ask, especially when it comes to creators, is how the various avenues of their business provide for them in terms of a percent breakdown. So I would love to know what percent of their revenue comes in from brand deals versus personal merchandise versus maybe they're an author and they have a book, how much of their revenue is the book bringing in, if they have a podcast, how lucrative is that? And then on to mental health. Now, mental health is a very tricky topic because I'm not a mental health professional in any way. And a lot of topics in the mental health world can, as we all know, be incredibly triggering. So I'm, I don't know if I'm going to need to put a trigger warning at the top of episodes, especially once I know what we dive into. I probably will if we feel it's needed, we being me and my podcast team. But really in the mental health space, I think we're living in such a unique time where opening up about your mental health is becoming not only more accepted, but really valued, especially in the social media world. It's it's really good. It's really a good look for you when you open up about your mental health. And I'm really excited that the world is moving in that direction. So when it comes to bringing on well-known people, I want to know what brings them the most stress in a day? Just what is that one thing that always feels like it's eating at them or bringing them down, if anything? Similarly to the other two topics, I want to understand how mental health was talked about in their household when they were growing up. I want to know what their experience is like with therapy, if any at all. 
I want to know if they have ever explored alternative therapies, things like ayahuasca or psychedelics. I want to know when their mental health feels like it's at its lowest point, what do they do to get out of the rut, to turn things around? How do they take care of themselves? And specifically because a lot of these people are public personas, I want to know how they think being a public personality affects their mental health. If you are a follower of my YouTube channel, you may have recently seen a video I posted. I think the title is called, Am I Happy? Life as a Content Creator. And in it, I dove into this question that I get asked a lot, which is, how do you stay happy and mentally well when you are sharing yourself online publicly and when you're constantly subjecting yourself to negative feedback from the world. I made like a 20 minute YouTube video sitting, talking to the camera just like this, explaining really where I think my groundedness comes from. So I highly recommend you go listen to that. It's another topic that I know will come up with different creators. I'm gonna open up about it again on the podcast in the future, I'm sure how being a public persona affects my mental health and the way that I'm able to cope with that and manage that. And I think that's such an interesting topic. Now here's where you come in as the listener of the podcast. I want the experience of listening to this podcast to satisfy you in so many ways. First and foremost, I want you to feel like you are just sitting in the room in the middle of an incredibly engaging heart-to-heart with a friend. You're so absorbed in the conversation and so sucked in that I want you to be sad when the episode is over. Like, sad that it's not going on for hours longer. I'm hoping each episode will be, my guess is between 45 minutes to an hour, but these are the types of conversations that you would want it to go on for multiple hours. So that's how I want you to feel when the episodes are done. And as you're listening, I want you to hear the questions I'm asking and I just want you to be saying to yourself, yes, yes, that is the question that I was hoping she would ask. I really want to ask the questions that you would be dying to ask this person that nobody has probably ever asked them before, at least not on a public platform. So that's really my hope for you is, you know, I want to give you the opportunity to be this voyeuristic listener, or in the case of watching on YouTube, a voyeuristic viewer. I really do think the YouTube version is going to be exceptional in that, especially with conversations like these, body language is so important. If you are really engrossed in the audio version of it, you might want to pop over to YouTube and watch the video version because I think, especially when it comes to asking someone difficult uncomfortable questions, sometimes the body language is more telling than the answer. Here's what I want to say about guests. I know that it might be difficult based on what I just shared with you about what this show is about. As you can probably imagine, it might be difficult for me to get some guests to agree to come on this show because basically what I'm asking people to do is be incredibly vulnerable come onto a show that is new and to just open up about topics that they've likely never spoken about online, let alone maybe with their best friends. So I understand how it might be difficult to get guests on here. And I truly am echoing my original sentiment when I say that 
my goal of this show is not to embarrass my guests. My goal is not even to make them uncomfortable. I want to see them shine. I truly think when people are being the most vulnerable is when they shine. So that is my goal is to help them take the spotlight. That's what you can relate to about them is their humanness and their vulnerability, not the media trained questions that they have stock answers to. So knowing all of this, I actually want to thank in advance. I want to thank all the guests that are going to come on here in the future because I know it's not easy to put yourself out here in this way. And I can say with certainty that Lucy from five years ago would have rejected the offer to be on this show. So I am very aware in that way that this is this is a new Lucy. This is an evolution. And I'm in the process of evolving. I think the world is evolving. These are conversations that people want to hear. And these are the conversations that people are going to start having. I'm hoping that if you are a creator listening to this, although it might be scary, although it might be like making your heart sink a little bit to imagine coming on here, I'm hoping that there's something inside tingling telling you this is a good thing. So first of all, I'm going to be bringing on well-known guests. And how am I sourcing these guests? Well, I'm asking you all for recommendations. So under anything podcast related, feel free to comment, give me a guest suggestion, tag someone that you think should come on the show. I already did a stories box on my Instagram and asked for suggestions and I got so many. And the first like 15 people that I am going through and getting on the show were all recommended by you guys. My goal is that really even if you don't know who a guest is, so if you have never heard the person who's coming on, my hope is that these conversations will be so raw and connected that it won't really matter who the guest is. Like it's not like you're coming on necessarily to hear from your favorite celebrity, but that you know that the conversation is going to be good and juicy no matter who it is and that you're kind of just viewing it as a human to human chat that's going to teach you something about your own life. Something I want to share in full podcast transparency, there was actually one creator who tons of you requested that I bring on as a guest and I was actually going to bring on this creator as episode one of the guests. So I guess episode two of the podcast, but it was probably going to be my next episode. And after I sent her the questions that I planned to ask, she actually backed out of the interview and she told me that for her own sanity, it's important that she set boundaries between her public and her private persona. Of course, I respected her decision to not come on the show right now. And what this confirmed for me is that this is the exact point of the show. And this is the exact show that I'm meant to be hosting right now. And this is why these conversations need to be happening. I personally think having a creator come onto the show and say on the show, that this is where their boundaries lie between their public and private persona and here's why certain topics are off limits. That's exactly what I want to talk about on the show. So I'm hoping that this person comes around. I know she'll be an amazing guest in the future. If they do come on in the future, I will be sure to mention in the episode that they were who I was referencing here because I know they'd be a great guest. Now perhaps the best part of the show. This is where it really gets unique. This is what I'm the most excited about. This is going to be a weekly series. Every episode, 
is either going to be a solo episode or with a celebrity or a creator as a guest where I'm diving into these three pillars. And then the special part is that one time a month, the episode is going to involve me talking to you, my audience members. So when audience members come on the show, they can choose to remain completely anonymous. So that means they could change their name and they can visually not be on camera as we record. Or, I mean, they'd be on camera with me so I could see them, but we wouldn't be sharing their face or their name. Or if they choose to, they can show themselves and they can share their real name and be on camera, whatever they want to do. Some of my favorite podcasts to listen to are podcasts that bring on real people as guests. Just everyday people who have all different types of backgrounds, people of all ages, people working in all different career fields, people in different socioeconomic backgrounds, people with life experiences that just wildly differ from my own. And I think that's really important because a lot of the guests on this podcast that are celebrity guests are probably going to be people with very similar jobs to what I do and maybe even similar ages or backgrounds. So I think it's important that this show brings on more than just the content creator demographic. So that's why once a month you are going to be on the show. This is where I think the magic lies. I am so excited to turn this platform into a place where I can have these conversations with you guys and connect deeply with you. I've personally been feeling a little bit stifled and distant from social media. Years ago, I turned off my Instagram story replies and I made it so that people, unless I was following someone back, as you'll notice if you go to my Instagram stories right now, unless I'm following you, you can't reply to my stories. And I, I actually turned that off because it was just so overwhelming. Like there was a time years ago, years ago, I would just post stories throughout my day and I would get replies back from hundreds of people. And, and it wasn't even that they were negative. It was that people would just send an emoji or they would say, haha if they thought it was funny or in the, in the silliest of cases, people would write and, you know, I, I would post, I used to joke, I would post a photo of a blank wall like a white wall and people would reply and say, oh, what's the paint color on that wall? And it was just so overwhelming to have to respond to people because that was coming from me. That was a me problem. But I felt very unsettled until my Instagram DMs got down to inbox zero. So I would reply to people, even just giving their emoji a thumbs up or a, a like. And it was overwhelming me to the max. And I decided I've got to turn off these replies and it really changed my mental health for the better. So now people can only reply to my stories if I'm following them back. So I really only hear back from people I know in real life. And that has made me feel a little bit disconnected from social media. It had its perks, but it has its drawbacks. And I feel like these days I barely hear from anyone in my social media audience. You know, I barely feel like I'm connecting to someone from my audience unless I run into them in the wild and they say hi to me or unless they pop into my DM inbox or send me an email. It's just we don't have that day-to-day -day connection. So I really want to talk to you and I want to bring you on the show and I want to give you a chance to shine and share 
some of your deepest thoughts in the realm of sex, money, and mental health. I just want to give you an example before I tell you how to apply to be on the show. I want to give you an example of what these audience episodes are going to be like. I'm going to choose a topic and then I'm going to find three people from my audience who can come on to talk to me separately, one-on-one, about the same topic so that I can hopefully get three people's unique stories and perspectives on one topic. A perfect example of this, which I'll open up with you about, the first audience episode that's already in the works. Understanding how people's relationships have changed, specifically marriages, changed after having a baby and becoming parents. I know there's a lot of people in my audience who are soon-to-be parents, new parents, maybe will be in the future, and I think people are really interested in hearing all sorts of stories about both the positives and the negatives that can happen after having a baby to get a nice worldly view. And listen, I know that three stories doesn't present a worldly view, but I think it's great to hear from people and to get this personal info that you never would know. So I'm bringing on three people from my audience who had these wildly different experiences. And these are really juicy personal stories. So I don't want to give too much away. I will say that one guest that I'm really excited to bring on for that episode is actually a man and I'm very excited to have a man on because I know my audience is 90% women on Instagram but I did hear from a man who got divorced after his second child excuse the crash up above it was very symbolic he got divorced after having his second child because he actually cheated on his wife with a coworker. And this person has so graciously offered to come onto my podcast to open up about his experience of having an affair. And these are the stories. I don't know when else we would hear from a person, unless it was our best friend that did this. I don't know when else we would get the chance to have a human conversation with someone who is owning up to as big of a mistake as that and sharing his experience of it. So I am beyond excited for these audience episodes. If you have a very interesting story or something really unique to share in the realm of sex, money, or mental health, you can visit lucyfink.com apply and you will see a whole application form. It has a drop down menu so you can select sex, money, or mental health. If you would be open talking about any of them, feel free to select other. And just tell me why you'd be an interesting guest. And I will say, it's good to just sort of get a backlog of potential guests in that way. However, in the future, I want you to keep an eye on my social media because I will probably be choosing the episode topics and then looking specifically for guests that fit into those topics. For example, if I was doing an episode about relationships after a baby, I would share that on my social media and then tell you to go to the application form and do the drop down and press sex and submit your application. So. Really, I cannot express how grateful, just as I told you, I was so grateful in advance for the celebrity and influencer guests for coming onto the show. In advance, I am beyond grateful for this community and for all of you out there who are going to come on this show in the future and have these deep conversations with me. It's not easy to do, even if you choose to be anonymous, even if we never share your name or your face with the world. Just having some of these conversations face-to-face with a human, let alone a person who you follow on social media, is probably difficult. So I acknowledge that and I really appreciate 
your willingness and your candor up front. Now that I've shared a lot about the show, let me share a little bit about the why. Why am I starting a podcast? Why right now? Why is this happening? Well, guys, I've been asked by my audience to start a podcast for a while now. I can't remember the first time it came in as a request. I probably was working at Refinery29, and I probably thought, when in my freaking day am I going to be able to do a podcast? I'm making a new YouTube video every week for this channel. And I had absolutely no time. So I've been avoiding podcasting for a while. I love podcasts. I listen to them all day, every day. I listen to a whole breadth of genres of podcasts. And I personally love them. If you if you follow my content, you might even know I put my AirPods in underneath my shower cap and I listen in the shower. That's how much I love podcasts. But I'm a content creator. I know how much work goes into creating the type of content that I'm used to creating. And so even without being a podcaster, I knew that it was going to be a lot of work to be a podcaster. And the fact is most podcasters that I know whose podcasts I listen to, they started their shows when they were just at the very beginning of their business. So they put everything they had into their shows. They put all their energy, all their time, money. And I feel like I'm coming into this podcast world in a bit of a different headspace and at a different stage of my career. So as a person who has already developed a full business as a content creator working with brands on my YouTube and my Instagram and my TikTok, I already have this business that was sustaining itself and that was lucrative and that was doing well. And there was no part of me that felt like I need to start a podcast because I need to open up an alternative revenue stream. I really felt content with my business. I felt content with my communities. Really what was lacking for me was the conversations and the depth. I feel like I cannot get that on these other mediums. Even YouTube, of course, this podcast is on YouTube and I'm hoping plenty of people are sitting here watching it on YouTube, but there's a whole subset of people that only listen to podcasts as audio. And to me, listening to audio is the most intimate experience in the world. You put in your headphones or you press play when you're alone in your car and someone someone's voice, this is going to sound very sexual, someone's voice just slips into your ear and is talking right into your head. And I feel like during a podcast listening experience, I am the most present, I'm the most clear-headed, and I feel the most connected to the host. And so as a host now, that's the experience I'm hoping to craft for my guests. And that is the type of experience I felt like I couldn't get on any of these other mediums. Going back to now the fact that I am at this other stage of my business where I have this robust content creation studio, Lucy Think Media running on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok, I knew that there was no way I had the bandwidth to start a podcast on my own. If you're not a content creator, I feel like I might just need to explain that when you create content, you can do things alone, but you can't do everything alone. Any content creator will tell you they have help, they have some sort of a team, even if it's just one person. You can only do things alone to a certain point. And then at that point, you need help. And when it comes to podcasting, there's so much to do. It, it maybe seems to your ears like you just popped in the headphones and here's the person recording, uploading it the next day. 
but you have to source the guests, you have to produce the episodes, write the scripts, record the episodes, edit the episodes, give notes for the person who's final mastering and editing the episode, upload it, write the show notes, create graphics to share it, build a community, manage the community. There is so much that goes into producing a podcast that I just knew I want to do this, but I can't do it alone. The main perk, I would say, as a creator of doing a a podcast alone is that if you can start monetizing the podcast in the future with ads and and brands that can be part of the show, then you can retain 100% of the ad revenue from the show. If you don't do it alone, so if you hire a podcast production company or if you hire people to help you, then there's obviously a chance of you needing to pay other people to help you or you needing to share the revenue that the show is making with other parties. And because, as I mentioned, my goal with this podcast was never to open up this new income stream. Listen, I hope I hope the podcast is financially successful, but it was not my primary goal. So because of that, I was willing to forego owning the whole podcast myself and making all the ad revenue for the sake of having the show and letting it run smoothly. And so I knew that if I wanted to start a show, it needed to be part of a podcast network, which often means you have a production team behind you and your podcast lives underneath this umbrella with a bunch of other shows that are like well-oiled machines and you hopefully have a team that helps you with production and that does a lot of the back-end work for you so that you can focus on the creative of showing up, sitting behind the mic, and talking. In my case, with this podcast network, it also means that you split the ad revenue with this third party. I'm very happy to say that I found the best production partners, the best podcast network for the show. The show was actually crafted with someone from this production company And, you know, we had an initial call about an initial idea for the show, and then it turned into the real stuff with this particular production company. So I'm so excited. The show is produced by Clamor Media. It's part of the Cloud 10 podcast network. I'm so excited to get to know other creators and podcasters in that network. And just above all, I'm so grateful that those companies are giving me the opportunity to do what I love most which is have deep conversations. Anyone who is a real friend of mine will tell you that often our time spent together is spent diving into these deep, incredibly personal conversations. It's just it's just really my favorite thing to do. I could stay up all night diving deep into humanity. I feel like as humans, this is going to sound existential, As humans, we're all going through this experience of being alive together, and especially me and you, whoever's listening, we happen to be alive at the same time in the whole history of humanity. And what is the point of us existing on this planet together and having this experience together, if not to connect and communicate about what we're going through? I think I knew from an early age that the communications field, whatever that means, the communications world was my field of interest. And there are obviously so many methods of communicating, but personal human connection through dialogue and through the art of conversation is just so powerful. And as I mentioned, the medium 
of podcasting is just so interesting. So I used to listen to a lot of self-help podcasts and educational podcasts, episodes where the host would bring on an expert and they'd discuss a topic. I love those episodes, especially when I'm trying to learn about something or I'm going through something health related or something personal. I love those episodic or what's the word, topical episodes where you can really dive deep into something brainy and sciencey. But the podcast episodes where the guests are just talking about their personal lives, there is just nothing like it. It's so intimate. It's so different. And it's like in on the one hand, it's the most human thing in the world. And then on the other hand, it's the least talked about thing. I have been asked to be a guest on tons of podcasts. I say this in the in the trailer of this show, so you've probably heard this. But on some of them, I have had some really intimate conversations. So this isn't to say every podcast has been this way, but on many of them, if not most of them, the questions and the conversation wind up being the same. I get asked, how did you get your start in the industry? Tell us how you came up with the idea for Try Living with Lucy. How do you stay creative? What's your biggest tip for someone who wants to have a job like yours? There's nothing wrong with these questions, but I've been asked them so many times that if I'm being honest, I have these stock go-to answers for these questions that my brain has formulated and crafted and perfected over the years. And so when someone asks me these questions, it's like on autopilot, I dump out the answer that I've said time and time again. And that's what I'm really hoping to avoid on this podcast. I'm really hoping that a majority of my line of questioning is going to stray so far from what these creators and celebrities are used to talking about that the conversation is really going to make them think. And it's really going to get to the real stuff. We're really going to get to the real stuff. So you can know and be confident going into a listening experience that when you listen to an episode of this show, you are not going to hear the same questions and answers that you've heard people answer in the past. Almost all of the content that I've created in my life up until this point has been an invitation for all of you to join me as I experiment and as I try things and delve curiously into all aspects of life. And my real goal is to inspire millions of people to become explorers of their own bodies and minds and to embark on this lifetime of discovery. And to, to just simply remember at the end of the day that we are all unmistakably and beautifully human. Follow the show on social media. We created a handle. It's at the real stuff pod. Head to lucythink.com slash apply. We want you on the show. And if you liked this episode and you liked what you're going to hear, please go to the Apple Podcast Store and leave the show a rating and review. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be starting this. And we will see you next week on the Real Stuff Podcast. Thank you so much for watching episode one of the show. I wanted to extend a heartfelt thank you to my brother Robbie and his band East Love for their song Rolling Stone, which you might notice is the theme song of the podcast. You can listen to the full song and tons of their other originals on Spotify, where East Love has almost 100,000 monthly listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Real Stuff. I'm Lucy Fink. Don't forget to follow the show on social media at The Real Stuff Pod. 
And if you're liking these episodes, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a written review. It helps the show so much. And if you're feeling called to come on the show, visit lucyfink.com slash apply and tell us your story. We'll see you next week for another intimate conversation on The Real Stuff. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.